This is my life, my thoughts, my ambition, my mistakes, my lessons, my knowledge, my heart, my gifts. This is Journey with Romy. My hope is that my journey can inspire you, build you up, and teach you something valuable you can take on your own personal journey. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get it. What's up, y'all? It's Romy the Homie coming to you live again with a brand new episode. Um, I'm not live. It's obviously a recording, but whatever. So I'm super excited because today is November 4th, which means that my birthday is in two freaking days, and I'm so excited. Um, So what I'm going to talk to you guys about today are just some things that I've learned uh, in the past couple years, or and most definitely I've noticed in the past year. So, again, my birthday is November 6th. Um, I'm going to be 29 years old. I am so excited. You know, I always play around um, and post stuff like on social media, like, oh my goodness, I'm approaching 30, y'all. I'm getting old. My knee's starting to hurt. And, you know, different things like that. I'm not as flexible as I used to be. Not that I was super flexible in the first place, but certain stuff be hurting, bones be cracking and all types of stuff. So it's like in my mind, I kind of be panicking, especially in the previous episode, I was talking about how I created this timeline for myself and where I thought I should be by this time and me not being there, feeling like, oh my goodness, I've wasted so much time. I'm getting old, yada, yada, yada. But there is such a blessing in getting old, y'all. And it sounds so cliche, you know, I get the whole thing of, you know, uh, the 1990s babies like approaching 30 um, and things like that. But it is a blessing because you got kids out here dying, you know, uh, you know, we, 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 we're always sad when like our grandparents or great aunts or, you know, people like that pass away that are really old and really sick. But in this day and time, y'all, people are dying and they five years old. You know, uh, the 12-year-old girl that died on her birthday got shot in her head, sitting in her living room window, shot in her head at 11 years old, her birthday the next day, and she died on her birthday. So it is such a blessing um, to be able to see 29, Lord willing, because you never know. <laughs> it's, it's such a blessing. Um, a lot of times we can become so consumed with things that we don't have um and we we take focus and attention off the things that we do have uh so i'm definitely grateful for everything that god has blessed me with in my life um the good the bad and the ugly because believe it or not i believe that god is using the the difficult things that have happened in my life and the difficult things that I'm going through right now to build my character, to build my relationship with him. Um, just to kind of elaborate on a, on a post that I did before, as y'all can see, I be posting a lot on social media, right? But a post I did before was I prayed and asked God to prepare me for my husband. And then my boyfriend broke up with me. I prayed and asked God to increase my faith. And then I lost my job. So, and my purpose of putting up that post was not, you know, it wasn't like an attention-seeking thing, but this is Journey with Romy. This is me being transparent. This is me telling you guys, like, just my life, you know, and things that I've experienced, things that I'm going through, um, and how things don't always work out, but how I feel it's going to work out eventually in the end, right? So, um, bad things can happen 
for no reason at all. Um, I'm reminded of the story of Job. Anybody that's familiar with the Bible, um, I'm going to give you a brief synopsis. This is probably going to be the ghetto version. Um, so it ain't going to be verbatim. But if you read the book of Job, Job was a faithful man of God, right? He had riches. He had wealth. Um, back in biblical days, wealth and having money was like having a lot of cattle, right? It was having a lot of animals, right? So he had a beautiful family, you know, healthy family. They feasting all the time. Come over, we eating good, you know. And uh, God and Satan were having a conversation. And uh, Satan was basically like, you know what? The only reason Job is faithful to you is because he got all these blessings. If you take all the blessings, he ain't going to be faithful. So God said, okay, go ahead. Um, but just don't kill him. So that shows you the power of God right there. We may not necessarily understand why everything happens, but saying all that to say Job didn't commit any sin. Job didn't do anything wrong, but yet his life changed drastically. In a matter of a day, he lost his children. All of his children died. All of his cattle were stolen. He became sick. Um, he lost a lot of weight. He went through depression. Yep, he surely did. He went through depression. Um, and throughout all of this, he remained faithful. And in the midst of that, his friends were saying, well, look, you need to confess your sins because you obviously did something wrong for, for God to allow. God doesn't cause bad things to happen, but he allows them for his glory and his purpose. Um, his wife was saying, why don't you curse um, God and just die, you know? So even people that are close to you, that, that should be encouraging you to keep the faith, they were completely kind of tearing him apart, adding extra weight. But in the midst of all of this happening, um, Job still remained strong in his faith. And I think I mentioned the story in a previous podcast before. So the reason why I brought it up again today is because in my life, um, I, I remember the first time in my life I've realized that bad things can happen for no reason sometimes bad things happen because of the choices that we make so we may make a bad choice and then we reap the consequences of those choices right but sometimes you don't have to do anything wrong and bad things just happen surprise it's just called life right it happens when it rains it rains on everybody when it storms it storms on everybody doesn't matter your status or anything of that sort so with everything that I have gone through, you know, and it's first of all, it's not, it's not devastating. Like it could always be worse. You know, a lot of times we, we always say, don't compare. I've said it before. Um, don't compare your life to someone else's, right? Because then you can start to feel ungrateful. If you're looking at the blessings that someone else has and things of that nature, it can put you in a position to feel ungrateful. But Sometimes when we compare our lives to someone that is less fortunate to us, it can be a good thing because it makes us realize how blessed we truly are. So basically, comparison, I'm not saying that it's good to look at somebody that, um, that's, that's worse off than you and point fingers and say, ha ha, at least I'm not like that. Not like that. But that type of comparison puts you in a position to have a grateful heart. It humbles you and, and lets you realize, it helps you to realize that everything you have 
it doesn't matter if you work for it. Um, everything that you have is a gift from God. God allowed that thing to happen. And I say that because there are a lot of, just to give a practical example, there's a lot of artists out there that work hard to get their material out there. They're good rappers, they're good singers, they're good dancers, but they haven't made it to a certain level. You know, it doesn't mean that they don't have the skill or anything, but it doesn't, it means that it's either not their time or that's just not what they're supposed to do, even though it may be their passion, if that makes sense. So um, everything that you have, you know, although, yeah, you put in the work and you worked hard from it, it is a gift because somebody can work just as hard as you and still not have that, but it was given to you. Um, so that kind of comparison can be good, but anything, whether it's comparison or whatever, anything that makes you feel ungrateful, anything that makes you feel anxious, anything that makes you start to worry is not anything that you should practice is the point that I'm making. Um, so it really just doesn't matter what it is, but it's, that's why um, a lot of times I try to count my blessings one by one. It can be something as simple as I have eyes to see, I have legs to walk, you know, I can control my bladder, right? If I have to go, I can hold it until I get home. Like there's some people that have incontinence. There's some people who are brain dead. There's some people who need help getting dressed. They can't move around by themselves. It could be anything. So don't let those uh, bad things consume you, but instead start to focus on the things that you do have. And when you start to be grateful for what you have, then that's where uh, there's an opportunity for God to bless you with more. It's like, why would God give you more to be ungrateful for? If you're already ungrateful for the things that you have, why would he give you more just so you can be ungrateful um, for those things as well? So um, another thing that uh, I learned about myself, because, you know, as you grow, you start to change. You know, uh, there's levels, there's levels to this man, you know what I'm saying? So it's levels, and it's like I'm, I'm learning uh, more things about myself and, uh, you know, how I've changed, how I've grown, how I've matured. You know, if, you, if you're not changing, then that just means you're not growing. So... Um, coming up on my 29th birthday um, and with everything that I've experienced up until this point I realized that I unfortunately I, I, I stopped because I low-key didn't want to tell y'all but I always complain like I complain a lot and it's like I am never satisfied and it can be a gift and a curse right and I say that because it seems like I can pray for things so bad like you know, please, man, if I could just get this job, you know, with me, with me losing my job, right, and not having a steady stream of income, then what did I need, you know, in that moment? What did I need right now? I needed a job. I needed, you know, like, yeah, I have different business ideas and different business ventures, but at the end of the day, my rent is due now, so I needed some money now. I didn't really, my mind wasn't focused on building uh, something with potential but no like guarantee so i kind of had that microwave society reaction to me losing my job so i'm sitting here and i'm praying for god man if i just get this job i do this and i do that you know to be able to stay afloat and then i get the job 
and then I'm complaining. I'm complaining because, oh, I'm not as busy as I used to be on my last job. I'm complaining because they're not as they they're not as advanced as my previous job. I'm complaining because they have all this old technology. I'm complaining because I'm writing on something when I'm used to printing out a label and putting it on the specimen or something like that. You know, all these little things and I find myself complaining and I have to stop and think about the fact that I prayed for this opportunity. Like, and I, I said that I would treat it a certain type of way. And even though I may not verbalize my complaints all the time, it's in my head. It's in my head. So it's like uh, uh, Paul, you know, in the Bible, he was he, he was talking about how he learned to be content, which means contentment is not something that we just automatically have, you know. Um, so it's something that we have to learn. So that is, you know, what I've learned in the past year, you know, as I'm, again, approaching 29, that I need to practice contentment because um, I'm not content at all. I'm never satisfied. I complain so much when I have so much to be grateful for. So that's my message to you. Like, whatever, even though you may not be exactly where you want to be, you have to trust the process because what the skills and everything that you're learning where you are now is exactly what you need to get to where you're going. And just because uh, you at a certain place right now, it doesn't mean that that's your final destination, right? Um, moving into relationships. I believe the most important relationship that you can have is with God. Period. Now, I am totally biased. I'm biased because I'm a Christian. I'm biased because I love Jesus. I'm biased because I love the Bible and things like that, right? All things God. Yay, God, Jesus. But that's the most important relationship that you can have is with God. Because that is what's going to determine the trajectory of your of your soul when it's all said and done you never know when your last day on earth is going to be like it's just something that you don't know and it's a gamble um that you take every day when your relationship with god is not where it should be because if that's your last day then basically this is it like this is your chance with with you having air in your lungs you know with you having breath in your lungs, blood flowing through your veins every day you wake up. It's an opportunity to get your relationship with God right. Um, and I'm grateful because I, I feel like, you know, in my younger years with me having the desire to be saved, like I knew I wanted to be saved, but I didn't think that I would be saved at a young age, right? Uh, when I got saved, I was 25 years old, so I didn't think that it would happen that soon I definitely didn't think that I would be doing all the things that I do uh, right now including talking about Jesus like on my social media account or mainly on this podcast didn't think I would be doing anything like that but the purpose of me sharing like the gospel and these scriptures and things like that is because I feel like man if people knew God and knew Jesus and knew the word of God the way that I do and the way that I've learned and 
how I've learned to study the Bible and read those scriptures, I feel like, man, like you would want a relationship with your creator. Like you want, you would want a relationship with the creator of the universe. You know, the one who controls everything. It's, it's such a peace that comes with having a relationship and being, um, uh, being a believer in the one who literally controls everything. So in those moments when I feel like that's my cat just digging around and stuff and jumping and stuff so whatever don't mind that noise but anyway um having this relationship with the one who controls everything meaning that there's nothing that has come into my life that god is unaware of or he or he didn't allow like every bad thing even though i don't understand it if i understood it then i wouldn't need faith right and if I'm the one that prayed for God to increase my faith, um, then I just have to trust that he knows what he's doing. Despite, you know, anything that I've experienced, despite anything that you may be going through, you just have to have faith in God. And how can you have faith? How can you build trust in someone that you don't really know? That's why I say that the most important relationship that you can have is you, is the relationship with God because he's the one that can give you peace in this chaotic world. He's the one that can give you joy in this chaotic world. Um, he's the one that will supply all of your needs, not your wants, but definitely your needs. The second most important relationship that you can have is with yourself. Period. How do you feel about yourself? And now I'm, I'm getting uh, real practical with this. But people will only treat you the way that you allow them to treat you. You know, um, so I, I heard somebody say this one time that people care about people that care about themselves. Period. How do you treat yourself? I'll give you an example of how I've been treating myself. And when I say that, I'm about to say what I mean. What I mean is that I will give 110% at work. I'll give 110% at church. That's great. That's awesome. I'll be on it handling business. But as soon as I get home and there's something that I need to do for me, something that's going to move me a step closer to my personal goals, then I neglect it. I neglect it. I procrastinate. I push it off to the side. I always use the excuse, I'm tired. I've been working all day, I've been doing this all day, and I just want to chill, I just want to lay down, and then I cut on some Netflix until I fall asleep. You know what I'm saying? So that's not a way that I want to be, period. So that's how I'm neglecting myself in a sense where the things that I desire in life and the things that I want to see for myself, the vision that I have for how I want to be seen in the world is not going to come by me catching Z's and watching Netflix. But that's something, you know, that I have to work on. Building up this relationship that I have for myself so much that I care about my uh, 
my well-being so much that I'm not just putting anything into my body. I'm not just eating fast food, that I'm not choosing the easy way out and the shortcut, that I'm not going to put off things that I know that I need to take care of just so I can be a better person, so that I can be more responsible, so that um, I can work towards my goals. And the Bible says, because I just love the Bible, right? And it's so relevant to today. Like, it's never outdated. The Bible says that you should love your neighbor as yourself. How can you love your neighbor as yourself if you don't even love yourself? Like, if you are disappointed with yourself, if you always throwing a pity party or feeling sorry for yourself or anything, like, that bleeds off into how you may see other people. I'll give a quick example. Um, I have a friend who started a new career and one of their instructors was giving his story of how he got a divorce. He was married and got a divorce and basically telling most important relationship that you can have is with God and then with yourself. If those two relationships are on point, if those two relationships are strong and intimate and genuine and not putting on a facade and not being fake, just being true to who you are and true to who God created you to be, then every other relationship and every other thing will fall into place. I was listening to um, a little clip, um, Oprah, it was Oprah Winfrey. And this is not uh, verbatim what she said, but she said, if you want to be successful, because everybody want to be successful, everybody, you know, want to be great. And that's awesome. It's something that you should strive to be, um, to be excellent in everything that you do. Right. And she said, you should practice being yourself. Like when you can truly be authentic, when you can be you without um, no cap, then that's when you'll succeed. When you are in your purpose and being the best you that you can possibly be, when you are being the best version of yourself, then that's when you can truly be successful. Of course, I'm gonna add my little Christian tips on there, but when you're being true to yourself, and being true to who God called you to be, not being ashamed of it, um, understanding that when God saved you, he saved you. He didn't say, you know, you trying to be holier than thou. He didn't say you trying to be perfect in everything. He didn't, he saved you, the person that you were, the sinner that you were, the personality that you had, he saved you. So focus on being grateful, appreciating everything that you have, counting your blessings one by one, focus on enriching the relationships that matter. The relationship that matter most is your relationship with God and then the relationship with yourself. Next, not next week, but in two weeks, I'm going to talk about romantic relationships, family relationships, and friendship relationships. That's it. That's all until next time. Squad.
I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Share it, tag it, tell a friend, send me a message. There's no reason you should be on this journey by yourself. 